with region three. Man, this one is <laughs> <laughs> this one is loaded. Uh, you got some really, really, really good teams in here. Um, let's start oh, off really? with uh, <laughs> probably the start. best region. Yeah, we'll start off with the uh, one seed, eighteen and zero, number two overall, Miami Astro Plains, uh, one fifty eight shrink. Correct, Nelson. Their senior point guard is their is their main guy. Um, Woodall and Mario Evans are just defensive guys who um, help everything out, and then they got Brewer and Holmes down low who are just studs too. Uh, this team's really really talented. They're going up against the Beaumont Ballers. Um, Beaumont won their conference tournament and snuck in at 12 and 6, 109. Uh, Eric Perry seems like their best player, the 7 1 power forward. Uh, you look at Miami. Um, Miami's just everywhere in the uh, top 10 um, for this tournament. They're number uh, two in assist, number three in steals, number four in blocks, number three in points, number one in true shooting percentage margin, number four in free throws attempted, number five in true shooting percentage, number five in opposing true shooting percentage, and number four in rebounding margin. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a mouthful. Uh, Beaumont um, is number eight in uh, true shooting percentage. So uh, what do you see in this matchup? Yeah, Tarek Nelson is unbelievable. Um, put up 41 against us last year in the NTT um, in a losing effort, one-point game. Um, but he's going to be great, I think, this whole tournament. Um, and the combination of him and Peter Holmes, um, Peter Holmes is pretty unbelievable, averaging a double-double plus 5.3 blocks. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Beaumont, uh, man, congrats to them making it back to the NTT um, after being out last year. Um their third, their third ever. So um, hoops for 2010. I'm glad you're here. I think you're outmatched. Um, you know, Eric Perry and, and Kyler Underwood um, are are their best guys. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Eric Perry, even though he's seven one, he has to match up with Brian Brewer, who was one of the best right. recruits coming in this year, um, and is averaging 2.2 steals and 2.6 blocks. So yeah. Um, I would be very surprised if Eric Perry is able to duplicate that 59.7 average true shooting performance. Um, and I think that's a big reason that Miami kind of moves past this first round. Yeah. I really like this second matchup, the 8-9. We got Pittsburgh Gamblers 2, uh, 31 ranked, 53rd strength of schedule. You got Sean Kenny and Christopher Betts, um, two guys that are just really solid. Uh Going up against Albuquerque, the Atomics out of Conference 32, and McMire um, is their coach, 34 ranked, 180 strength of schedule, uh, balanced team. But Giancarlo Henneman uh, seems like their best player, 19 points a game, nine uh, rebounds. Giancarlo got um, he got first team All Conference for their uh, for their for their group. Um, you look at. Albuquerque, they are number seven in assist, and that's the only statistical category they are there in. And Pittsburgh is number nine in blocks. They're number six in personal fouls. And, yeah, number 10 in allowing um, free throws. Pittsburgh did make the Final Four last year, and uh, but and they ended up coming up short. But what do you see in this matchup, Jimmy? 
Yeah, this this is a really tough matchup for both teams. Once again, that eight nine matchup. Who knew it'd be tough for both teams? Uh, yeah, I I love uh, Sean Kinney. I mean, for him to get eighteen and eleven with three point nine blocks, um, I I think it's going to come down to the matchup between him and Giancarlo Hinneman, who Hinneman's more of the offensive player, is more efficient at scoring. Uh, Kenny scores, but is not as efficient, but is a more defensive player getting four blocks a game. Um, that, that's going to be a really, really fun matchup. I'll tell you this. I, both of these coaches are really great, really good NTT, uh, perennial NTT teams. Um, I don't think it matters who wins. I think that Miami is a really good team. And I hate to say that, but I, I will say I pick, I pick P- Pittsburgh uh, in a really, really close game. And then they have to run into just the like – hotness that is Miami right now yeah all right well next up we got um the Rochester boy geniuses our own Jimmy Neutron's team the defending Woo-hoo! champs uh 13 and 5 <clears throat> number 17 overall they're one of the 11 um teams that made an at-large bid as well uh you know you look at their team and it's headlined by Raymond Glover you know uh Raymond Glover Kenan Venning uh, Keontae Hester, and then they got the two twin towers down there low. Basically the same lineup. They switched up a little bit from last year that won the championship, but they're back and they're good. Um, Carbondale uh, Clips, they're 10 and 8, 66 ranked, 18th strength of schedule. They play such a t- tough schedule in Conference 18 that every game is just really tough. So being able to come on, out on top of their conference uh, tournament is just a real big accomplishment for them. They're, they seem like they're clicking at the right time. You got Dylan Allen, the shooting guard, Michael Bradley, the small forward, uh, kind of leading the way for them. Um, Rochester is number two in blocks, and that's the only statistical category they're top ten in. Uh, Carbondale is number eight in opposing three points attempted, which – Rochester isn't going to. I don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, what do you see in this matchup? Yeah. I mean, I'm the one that's supposed to talk about it, but I really want to ask Jimmy um, real quick. I'll say um, Carbondale has two guys scoring almost 20 and then two other guys in double figures. So, Mm -hmm. um, uh, interesting to game plan for that defensively when you've got multiple guys that can score. Yeah. their bench does not do a whole lot of scoring, um, but uh, the their shooting guard and small forward, Allen and Bradley, obviously are their, their best players. Um, Jimmy, I, I wanted to ask you uh, two things. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I know that y- you felt a little bit frust- of frustration at a couple of points in this season mm-hmm. with obviously returning all five starters from a championship <laughs> team um, and not having the same result, you know, a, a few bumps in the road there. So, what are your thoughts on that? And then two, um, what are you thinking about Hester's season? Um, and what have you liked about him moving into a starting role? Uh, and what's your plan moving forward with him? Yeah, yeah, sure. And and I think both of those are related, right? Because the mm-hmm. change yeah. I made when I was frustrated was I was like, you know what? Hester does deserve to start. He's a senior who has played backup point guard pretty much all of his careers. I, I set him on less and my original point guard, Andre Fields, on more. So they were playing like 20 minutes a game each, where Andre Fields is the more lockdown defender. Hester is a scorer. But my team was struggling to score so much. And Hester was on like a ridiculous like per 30 pace where he was scoring like uh, well over 30 points per 30 minutes mm-hmm. on like 61% field goals. So I'm like, you know, I, I need that little bit of juice. 
Um, and if I move Glover to small forward, he doesn't have very good hands, but he's going to get more shots. I'm just going to do it. And, and it, it worked to a degree. I still lost the game in there, but um, my team is still defensive enough to with fields on the bench that I can still win some games. Um, yeah. So, it, yeah, this game is just so frustrating. And, and it's because you love it so much, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like something that it's like we go on a tear. We win like 15 in a row last year to win the NTT tournament. Um, it, that's repetitive. But um, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> like we're dropping games, which against good teams, like don't get me wrong, but we lose to Erie twice. We lose to Banger. We lose to Morgantown, uh, whose coach isn't even active. Um it, it was just a bit a bit of a yeah. frustrating time. So I, I think the changes, and I'm making a couple more for this next game, um, I'm pretty excited for them, and I think that we can still do some good damage in the uh, NTT. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, I'm picking you guys to move on. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's look at the next matchup. We got the Anchorage Red, coached by Al Kaiser, 76. Um led by Casey Stokes, their senior small forward, going up against the Des Moines Flyers out of Conference 19, 13-5, 58th uh, overall. Ethan Johnson, their shooting guard, 61% true shooting percentage, 28.4 points a game. Ooh, that guy. Um, Des Moines, number, they are number two in rebounding margin, and that's their only statistical category. Anchorage is number five in blocks. They're number seven in true shooting percentage margin, number six in free throws attempted, number six in opposing true shooting percentage. Yeah. Um, and then number six in uh, rebounding margin. I've mentioned that yet. Yeah. Uh, I don't anyways. think so. Okay. Uh, what do you see in this one? Yeah, this is a an interesting matchup. I mean, Des Moines just has not had a very strong schedule and didn't do well with it, dropping five games in the 178 schedule. Anchorage's schedule isn't much better, but still didn't drop as many games. I dropped three conference games, and that's it. So you look at Casey Stokes, pretty efficient guy. Um, He and Jared Cole really have to carry the weight for Anchorage, um, whereas Des Moines just sort of throws it on um, Ethan Johnson and is like, Ethan, let it fly, and let's see what happens. You know, So... I, I think Jared Cole is actually probably an excellent defender. He's getting two steals a game at the shooting guard position. Um, I think that that's going to be the difference. I think that Anchorage matches up pretty well against Des Moines here. Uh, he gets to slow down Ethan Johnson enough just so that um, Anchorage is getting a few more, uh, a few better looking uh, shots here. So I'm going to pick Anchorage um, in a closer game than maybe uh, Coach Kaiser Soze or Al Kaiser, sorry. Um, hmm. once, but uh, I think that Anchorage ends up pulling it down. All right. All right. Well, um, next up, we have the um, 215 matchup. We got Clearwater, the Sit Rockers, coached by Coach JD, um, champion of the preseason NTT. Um, That's right. So, uh, I mean, you, you look at their team, and they're obviously led by Cody Peters and Dustin Edwards, both really, really solid players. Um, they're going up against uh, uh, the Greensboro uh, Grasshoppers. Um, so Greensboro, 12-6, uh, and 101-208 strength of schedule. They won both their regular season and conference tournament, one of the few teams to do that. Julian Laro, their shooting guard, 
Um, he seems like their uh, go-to guy for the most part. You look at Clearwater. Clearwater is the number eight team in rebounding margin, um, six team in steals, two team in blocks, five team in points against, three team in true shooting percentage margin, three team in opposing true shooting percentage, number 10 team in offensive rebounds. Um, so they, they're a really solid team. Um, Greensboro is the number 10 team in, um, in fouling, so they don't foul a ton. They don't send the other team to the line. What do you see in this matchup? Yeah, the first thing I look at is uh, the strength of schedule disparity. Greensboro is number 208, so they have not not played the toughest teams. Um, mm-hmm. I do like Julian Laro, their, their leading scorer, um, you know, efficient guy, uh, 57, almost 58% true shooting, um, gets a couple boards, uh, 1.4 assists a game. Um, so I think he's a really good player. Um, I, I like the, the bigs coming off the bench for Greensboro, maybe a little bit undersized, but contributing almost 10 points a game combined at the backup power forward and backup center. Uh, now that said, uh, they haven't been tested nearly as much as Clearwater has. Clearwater aims to rock the sit. Um, <laughs> at least that's what their, t- their name Just, is. <laughs> And I think they've been doing a pretty good job of it, mm-hmm. is, is what I mean. I mean, um, this team is efficient. And what I love about um, what they've been doing this season is not just Cody Peters and, and Dustin Edwards' numbers they're putting up, but look at this rotation. A guy like Jacob Johnson starting who is not scoring, more one of more of those glue shooting guards that we've been talking about tonight. Um, but then look at their bench play. Jake Adams and Justin Gander both mm-hmm. averaging over 15 points per 30. Um, yeah. Mario Cowden at the backup point card, 10.5 per 30. Um, so you've got guys coming off the bench and guys who are playing legitimate minutes mm-hmm. uh, that are almost just as much of a threat as your starters. Yeah. I don't think Greensboro is going to have the gas for that. And I think Clearwater is a really dangerous team in this tournament. And yeah. for Dustin Edwards to have 2.7 steals and Cody Peters 2.1 steals, like that's crazy. Those are yeah. difference-making possessions. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, let's move on to the 7-10 matchup. we got the Huntington Beach Oxen going up against the Austin uh, Grillos. Um, so Huntington Beach, you know, you got Stephen Wallace, their freshman small forward, 18 points a game on 61% true shooting percentage. They're number 26 in the land. They've only lost two games all year, 171 strength of schedule. They got some really good classes there um, in Huntington Beach. Austin, um, they're, ha- they're headlined by their sophomore and their senior classes. Uh, Tyler Gabble. Um, 26.9 points a game. So I love the small forward matchup we're going to get in this one. Austin is uh, number seven in rebounding margin, and Huntington Beach is number nine in, uh, in following, uh, number seven in points against, number eight in allowing teams to go to, to the line, and then number 10 in opposing true shooting percentage. So more of a defensive team. What do you see in this matchup? Yeah, I, I think this is like a, just a battle of the small forwards. You know, you talk yeah. about the freshman Stephen Wallace versus Tyler Gable. Um, and, and Tyler Gable is scoring a significant amount more, um, eight more points per game uh, at about the same efficiency. So I, I think that that's going to be the difference, honestly. Um, you know, Huntington Beach has had a great season, only 
dropping two lot or two games this whole year, but Austin has played really well as of recently, and then even in their conference tournament championship, beat the butt sniffers um, in order to really lock up yeah. the position, uh, which they would not have had uh, in this tournament had they lost. So um, I actually think it it keeps rolling for Austin, uh, and they get it over Huntington Beach. Um, and I I forgot to mention too, Kyle, just a real shameless plug for the PNTT. I mean, signups are closed for this coming year, but uh, like I was one of the 11 at large bids for this Mm -hmm. year and and some coaches have been frustrated. Like you have to, I know some coaches who are frustrated have done this, but you just have to get that strength of schedule up in order to even give yourself a chance to be um, an at large bid. Like if you're worried that your team isn't good enough and then you're, so you're not scheduling hard games and then you're frustrated that you're not making the NTT, like you probably don't deserve it anyways. So just mm-hmm. schedule those games because it's it's only going to help you. Yeah. Um, and the PNTT is one way to do that. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's look at the next matchup. We got my very own Nashville Sir, um, number ten overall, two strength of schedule, twelve and six. Um, maybe maybe the hottest team in the country right now. We're we're on fire on the last few games going mm-hmm. up against the Minneapolis Lakers. Um, also twelve and six, eighty one fifty three strength of schedule. Um, yeah, their center, Michael Edwards, uh, seems like um, their best player, 10 rebounds, 17.1 points per game, Austin Arona. For us, you know, River Smith is really solid, and obviously uh, Richard Sanders um, has been just lighting it up lately. Um, we really took a turn once we put Jacob Moland in the starting lineup after our Jefferson City matchup, and we've beat Lansing twice, and and we knocked off Jefferson City uh, yesterday. What have you seen this game, Cheese? Yeah, I mean, you guys are going to win. Um, <laughs> but but uh, y'all just played a brutal schedule. I mean, you have to mm-hmm. with your conference. You have Jefferson City twice. You have Lansing twice. And you played both those teams three times because you yeah. had them this week. Um, but, there, you know, there were just no games off. So you lost some. You're 12-6. and six, But – um, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head with your intro. You're um, playing your best basketball at the end of the year. Richard Sanders is the new Ailman, who was the new Davis. It just seems like you continually reproduce a guy that can go for 40 if he wants to. Um, and then you have you know a supporting guy like River Smith, who's obviously really, really good. Um, Minneapolis has a guy in their center, Michael Edwards, only 6'7", so not elite height. Um, uh, but 17 points, 10 rebounds, and a little over two blocks. Um, so I guess the question I want to ask you, uh, Kyle, and you can speak to anything else too about your team, but um, what do you think about your matchup with Michael Edwards at the center position, um, even though he's a little bit undersized? Um, yeah, how do you think you're going to handle him? Yeah, I mean, I like Ratchford as a um, center down there. He He's a great defender and uh, blocks a lot of shots. And I'm hoping he gets a lot of block shots today and uh, or Monday, I guess, and uh, stuff like that. If we get in some foul trouble, we might. Um, I'm not as fond as my uh, with Greg's as my backup uh, center, but um, I think we'll I think we'll do all right. I'm I'm excited for our matchup versus Minneapolis. Cool. All right. Well, let's look at the next matchup. We got the um, Twin Falls Knights, coached by Coach KFOO, um, going up 
13-5, 23rd overall, 52 strength of schedule. Out of a tough conference 22, they won the regular season. Going up against Philadelphia Martians, um, you know, they got Matthias Yon, uh 20.5 points a game, 9.2 rebounds, 2 assists. So, um, solid teams. You look at Philly, uh, they are number 5 in uh, fouls. They don't foul anyone. Number seven in free throws attempted. They go to the line a lot. Um, number five in opposing free throws. So, and then whereas uh, Twin Falls is uh, number eight in three points attempted and number five in offensive rebounds. So, what do you see in this game, Jimmy? Yeah, I, I think the last that you talked about of the offensive rebounds um, is just going to give uh, Twin Falls more possessions. I mean, they're even averaging four. Point two more possessions uh, and more free throws than their opponents, whereas uh, Philadelphia is averaging 4.4 fewer possessions uh, while they, they get to the free throw line a lot. So that that's probably the difference there for them. But I think Twin Falls is just going to be able to get more possessions. I mean, this is a really fun matchup, but Philadelphia has like a high level of variance. They mm. have beat some pretty decent teams and have lost to some really bad teams. Um, whereas Twin Falls is actually kind of similar, but a lot of their like variants happened at the beginning of the year, um, whereas uh, Philadelphia's has been stretched out over the year. And so I, I think that this is going to be closed, but the couple possessions Twin Falls wins uh, in the offensive boards uh, puts them over the top. Yeah, I'm really looking at their bigs. Um, the Philly is playing normal defense, so willing to switch interesting to me to see what happens with twin falls power forward savannah who's mm-hmm. the reason for how the bigs for philadelphia handle him because um yon the center for philadelphia is 3.1 blocks so right. mm-hmm. incredible um, player yeah i could see them you know switching off on him a little bit more than normal yeah, yeah. all right so with this i have uh miami taking down pittsburgh rochester taking down anchorage Clearwater taking down Austin and um, Nashville taking down uh, Twin Falls, which would leave a uh, sweet six, uh, well, a sweet sixteen of all all preseason NTT playoff teams. That's true. That's um, true. <laughs> which uh, that would be a really fun sweet sixteen to uh, to see. I'm not looking forward to going up against Clearwater, um, but we're also. No, uh, I th- I think I'm gonna pick Clearwater. I they're just real. They have a really solid team, so I'm gonna pick them, and then I'm gonna pick uh, Miami over um, Rochester and Clearwater, Ow. taking it to the uh, <laughs> final four. <laughs> uh, I have the exact same uh, picks, except for Miami over Clearwater. So, okay, so I do have a different final four team. Okay. I have Clearwater over Miami. I am picking Albuquerque to go through. Um, I'm picking Des Moines in the first round. I'm picking Huntington Beach in the first round in Philadelphia. But um, Sweet 16 the same, and then Clearwater. Yeah. It's going to be a fun Sweet 16 if that happens. Yeah, um, I I, it's crazy. This is a great bracket. I wish we didn't have to play Clearwater. So I, I wish we didn't have to play Miami. Yeah. We, we did beat them in one scrimmage preseason, but – I. I can't believe that it was their starting lineup. I don't know. I got to look at it. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, any players to watch in this bracket for you guys? I mean, there's all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Tarek Tarek Nelson. Nelson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. Giancarlo Henneman for Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Raymond uh, Glover. Yeah, I've got Peter Holmes, Sean Kinney, oh, wow. Ethan Johnson, Cody Peters, your two guys, and Richard Sanders and River Smith. And I really like Matthias Yon. Mm-hmm. I think that he's a good player. So yeah, for sure. a lot of guys. Yeah. Well, this is a stacked uh, region. Um, whoever comes out of this one will be battle tested. But you know, mm-hmm. you never know. There's always upsets. Um, so um, hopefully, someone can take down Clearwater before we play them. <laughs> yeah, that's how I All feel right. about Miami. All right. Well, we'll be back in your ears really shortly with Region Four. <laughs>